Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nessa R., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, May 27, 2021. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 60, um, starting in paragraph 2, our description of the alcoholic, reading through uh, the A, B, and C, ending in um, the God could and would, and he was, if he were sought, and we're going to comment on all um, that was read. Today's readers are Dory P., Denise H., Vanita L., Megan P., Tenzin P., uh, Jason K. is our newcomer greeter, and Mo H. is the host for our second hour. The reference numbers for yesterday Friday, May 20, I'm sorry, today's Friday, May 28th, so yesterday was Thursday, May 27th. I hope I'm right. Um, the seventh hour, the seventh hour, the 7 a.m. meeting is 17027, and the 10 a.m. meeting is 17028. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, to shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are still supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I will ask Dory P. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, Dory. Thank you for your service, Nessa. Good morning, my fellows, Dory P. I'm grateful compulsive overeater in Georgia. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do so. Thank you, Dory. And now Denise H. will read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Denise. Hello, can you hear me? Absolutely, go ahead. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, the 12 traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you, Denise. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, please press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 60, starting on the second paragraph that reads um, our description of the alcoholic and uh, reading through A, B, and C, ending with that God could and would if he were sought, and we are commenting on all of this. And now I'm going to ask Vanita L. to please get us started. Good morning, Vanita. Good morning. Yes, Vanita L. from Georgia. Our just a recovered compulsive overeater who is super grateful about that. Our description of the alcoholic, the chapter to the agnostic, 
and our personal adventures before and after make clear three pertinent ideas. A, that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives, and I wrote in there drunk or sober. B, that probably no human power could have relieved our alcoholism. And C, that God could and would if he were sought. So that's a summary of step one and two, as we're going to be heading into step three. So I was sitting here contemplating my overeating career, which began when I was, my emotional attachment to food began when I was quite young, maybe, maybe, who knows, but quite young. And I didn't admit that I couldn't control my own weight till I was 50. And then I went into a food program, a different food program, and I did learn about abstinence and how I had to avoid certain I had to avoid my trigger foods, but I didn't, I don't remember at all doing the steps there and then went back out and didn't come back in till I was, um, I don't know, maybe 56, 57 or so. And I surrendered to OA after a while, um, real, cause I guess I didn't realize I could manage, I couldn't manage my own life or my own weight. And finally I did that. And, um, related to the stories and it's harder for me because I never was like a very 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 overweight I think sometimes it's easier for people who are really overweight but I had was totally obsessed with my weight constantly obsessed with my weight and um, surrendering it's been great to have relief from that weight obsession I still, if I'm under a lot of stress, my first thought will be food. I just don't act on it. And now, I've been in other programs too, but now, I mean, God is the most integrated in my life than God has ever been. And for me, God isn't, I have forms of gods and human beings who are deities to me, but um, that are men. But to me, God is bigger than you know, the male gender, because obviously God includes, um, is bigger than male and female. But God um, could and would. And I say this a lot, but I'm so grateful for Vision for You, because Vision for You clarified a lot of things for me that I didn't understand before I got here. And it's actually been the best thing that's happened to me since I got to Georgia, because um, of a woman who asked me to sponsor her here turned me on a vision for you. And um, she went out. So I, And then I did vision, and then she, I sponsored her. So I think there was a divine plan there. But thank you, everyone, so much. Oh, thank you, Vanita. And um, now uh, we value everyone's experience. So if you shared Wednesday or Thursday, we kindly ask that you let others have a turn today. And um, who would like to share? Jonathan B. Dara L. Nadia E. One second, one second. One second, one second. I, I only heard Nadia E. and Sarah L. Everybody else came at the same time. Janice B. Jan, Jan, Janice. Oh, Janice. Janice, Jan? Yes, that's okay. right. 
Okay. Lisa B. I'll tell you who I have. Okay, I'll tell you who I have. I have Janice PM, Sarah L, then there's a whole bunch of people, then there's Nadia E, Harlan G, and Lisa B. Who was between Sarah L and Nadia E? Oh, it's Dara L, not Sarah L. Can anybody hear me? Katie V. Katie B. Okay, you know what? Let's go with that group. Okay. Um, Janice PN, Dara L, Katie B, Nadia E, Harlan G, and Lisa B. Uh, so we're going to start with Janice PN, followed by Dara L. Good morning, Janice. And good morning to you, Nessa. Yes, my name is Janice PM, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Well, here we are. <clears throat> this is spiritual progress, okay? Our description of the alcoholic. Now, we've just got finished reading Doctor's Opinion, Bill's Story. Um, these are all chapters um, uh, all about alcoholism. So at this time, there's by this time in our recovery, they're telling us to make clear three pertinent ideas by this time. Now, <clears throat> one, that, you know, A, that we were alcoholic or compulsive overeater, and of course that's the past, they're talking in the past now, that we were powerless. This is step one that we were powerless and we could not manage our own lives. Well, I know that for fact, that I couldn't manage my own life. How could I manage my own life if I was powerless? I didn't know. I couldn't, I couldn't manage um, my um, <clears throat> obsession, nor could I uh, manage my compulsion to eat, to overeat. And B... I tried all kinds of powers, human powers. So this is step two, the first part of step two, that probably, yeah, no human power could have relieved my compulsive overeating. Well, I tried everything, so now I knew <clears throat> by this time that I needed a higher power. And, of course, that's the first part of step two. And that... Um, that's the only thing that relieved my compulsive overeating. And in the <clears throat> second part, the rest of step two is that a God, a God of my understanding could, and it's a promise here that he can and he will, would, if he were sought. And that's the second part of step two. And I have to be convinced of these three pertinent ideas Otherwise, I have to go back because if I'm not convinced, but that doesn't mean I'm recovered yet. It's just that I am convinced and uh, before we get into step three, there's no sense of going on if I'm not convinced and have a conclusion um, of, uh, of, this, of these three ideas. Am I convinced of these three pertinent, pertinent ideas? You can answer it for yourself. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Nessa? 
We don't hear you, Nessa. Hmm. Oh, I thought he was unmuted and I didn't unmute. Thank you so much, Janet. Um, okay, I have the same thing. Thank you, Janet. And uh, next up, it's uh, Dara L, followed by KDB. Um, good morning, Dara. Good morning, Nessa. Thank you for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And um, what stood out to me today is really the the focus on the ism, you know, the the alcoholism. And um, I really, you know, when we look at so many, when I look at so many of the isms of society, the obias of society, um, you know, all of that, it really focuses on separation, you know, um, separation, difference, um, you know, prejudice against against myself or others. And um, and for me, you know, it's so important that I really get deep within the marrow of my bones that my problem, you know, my problem with food is just the tip of my iceberg. It's really the problem in my mind, the way that I look at myself and others, the way that I think that I'm better than or worse than other people, the, the way that I try to play God. And, um, and I think, you know, these three pertinent ideas are a little harder if I think that food is my problem. Because, you know, if I think that food is my problem, well, then putting down the food is really the only solution that I'm interested in. But I am lucky or unlucky, depending on how you consider it. And I have picked up food, whether everything in my life was going great on the outside, whether everything was horrible, you know, when I was the exact perfect weight, when I was overweight, when I was underweight. I, you know, I have used every, you know, food as a means of solution my entire life. And so to get to a point where I realized that like, you know what, Food has nothing to do with the craziness in my mind that tells me that I hate myself and others and want to die. And um, and so when I really understand that that's the core of my problem, well, then I'm desperate for a spiritual solution. I'm desperate for something that's going to give meaning and purpose to this life that I think is useless, you know, Um and I think, you know, once I really realize that there's part of me that, that hates me and hates everyone else, I don't actually want to manage my own life anymore because I realize that even if I get exactly what I want, it's going to bring me pain and suffering and others' pain and suffering. And so I think, you know, this is a bit early in the process for, for people who are just wanting to put down the food and just desperate to get relief from that. But um, but for me, you know, the more space I get away from, from food and, um, and from that particular problem, the more I realize that, like, oh, actually, my problem is going to be with me for the rest of my life. And it's a mental issue. You know, it's an emotional issue. It's a spiritual sickness. And when I can really wrap my head and heart around that, um, I know that my only answer is a spiritual answer. And that's actually the only answer I want today. Um, and with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much for your service. Perfect timing. Thank you, Dara. Next up, Katie B, followed by Nadia E. Good morning, Katie. I hope I got that right. Hi, good morning. I think it's Katie V, as in Victor. Um, oh, thanks so right. much. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No worries. No, thank you. Um, good morning, uh, Vision family. Oh, my gosh, what a killer paragraph. Um, I was really struck by C today. Like, when we were reading it, I just said, wow, I 
I need to share because when I came in June of last year, C was God can't and won't. He cannot help me with my food problem and he won't do it anyway, even if, even if he could. And I was so wrong. I was just so wrong and so backwards. And um, I actually believed the opposite of all these, these points. And uh, I stayed sick. I was in this program for two months, binging every two or three days, lying to my sponsor, then calling her crying. And uh, it just got worse and worse. You know, I came into this program saying, sure, I'll stop binging, but I'm not going to stop restricting, which is hilarious because I don't have the power to do either. And um, nothing human could have relieved my alcoholism. But here I was thinking, you know, I'm the girl who's lost 200 pounds on her own. Uh, What are you guys going to tell me about losing weight? You know, and the weight and the food is not my problem, as we just heard. It is not my problem. The problem is my selfishness, my dishonesty, my fear, you know, this black hole in my heart that I try to fill with everything but God. And it's amazing today because C is so true of everything. God could and would if he were sought on every problem in my life. And any area that I'm like, oh, God can't and won't, that's the area that's going to take me down. I have to surrender everything. I have to give God everything because God already is everything. And also he wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. It's all cool. You know, it's all cool. God could and would. And he did. Thank God that I'm recovered today. Thank God for all of you. Love this program. And um, yeah, have a great day, everybody. Thanks. Thank you, Katie V. Nadia E., it's your turn, followed by Harlan G. Good morning, Nadia. Good morning, Nessa. And good morning, family. Oh, my goodness. This is my most favorite, my favorite part. And when I heard that that's where we're at, um, I, I just, I couldn't uh, not share. So, because um, I say this every single day and, um, you know, just the reminder that I, I was alcoholic and that no, that no human power, or I, I couldn't, I could not manage my own life. And yesterday, something really traumatic happened um, in my family. And, um, and, we were sharing a meal together. We had dinner together last night. And I found that um, my food, like it just, it wasn't peace. Like it was heavy. It was like a really heavy meal. And I thought, and, and I'm not, I wasn't enjoying it. <laughs> and I had enough. And it was like, okay, God, just why am I eating this? And I stopped. And that was an absolute miracle. Um, you know, I don't need to, to go there. I don't need to be that person. Um, I'm no longer that person, which I'm really, really grateful for. And um, so, you know, and I survived and I was, I believe I was the person that God would have me be. I was the mother, um, the, the, the partner, the person, um, the, the grandmother to my my grand dog, um, who we found out has cancer. So I surrender, I surrender Roscoe to my higher power. And, um, so, and B, you know, looking at the description here that probably no human power could have relieved my alcoholism and my ism, my isms, um, 
you know, and I just, it's so soothing for me to just say, to throw my arms up and say, God, God, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. And only you can help me. Only you can help. You have the solution. And, and so it's true that God could and would if he were sought. And that's what I do daily. You know, I just always, always seeking God's will for me and aligning my will and surrendering my selfishness, my self-seeking behaviors and, um, and my fears because I know there is a solution and I just have to be present and willing to change. And I don't think I introduced myself. My name is Nadia E. and I do live in Toronto, Canada. And I am grateful to be here. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Nadia. Harlan G., you're up, followed by Lisa B. Good morning, Harlan. Thank you, Nessa. Thank you for the, uh, for the meeting. Thanks for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. When I look at this stuff, it's very, very important stuff here. It's our description of the alcoholic, and that means the doctor's opinion, Bill's story, there is a solution, and more about alcoholism. All of those chapters describe the alcoholic, the allergy of the body and the twist of the mind, the progressive nature of the disease, the mental blank spot. Everything I need to know about my disease is in those chapters. The chapter to the agnostic, chapter four, and our personal adventures before and after. What are the three pertinent ideas that we were alcoholic and could not manage our own lives? And sometimes what I need to do is look at the opposite. Could I not be a compulsive overeater? Just because I was 335 pounds as a senior in high school and 600 pounds by the time I graduated college may not make me a compulsive overeater. But the fact that I've stayed awake on a thousand different nights fantasizing about food the fact that I could not sleep the night before the shamrock shakes came out, that may be a clue. The fact is, is that once I begin eating certain commodities, I cannot stop. And that this disease has ransacked my life from the time I was an infant. And that by the time I was nine years old, doctors had me on heavy amphetamine by the time I was 12 years old, I had an overhanging stomach and it didn't stop me from eating donuts at that age a dozen at a time. That probably be, no, probably no human power could have relieved my alcoholism. Money can't do it. Fame can't do it. Fortune can't do it. Poverty can't do it. Whether you're from Yale or jail, from a park bench or Park Avenue, only God could and would if he were sought. How do I seek God? Sit in the synagogue and pray? That's nice. That would make my mother happy if she was here. But the only way I'm going to seek God effectively is to pray, yes, but to do the work, to do the steps. Willingness is highly overrated. And in the next section, we're going to describe this, the character defect of selfishness, which always precedes the procession, always leads to procession. Selfishness, the script that I have, where does the disease live? It lives in my perception and reaction to what is going on around me. And when I feel I'm not getting my script stuck to, 
food will become my solution. Yes, Nine. there's other defects too, but with that, I will pass. Thank you very much. Thank you, Harlan. Lisa B, it's your turn and then we'll take some more names. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Nessa. Can you hear me okay? Beautiful, go ahead. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, my name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. And I do spell my name L-E-S-A. Thank you for everyone's service. I love this reading. I need to read this on a regular basis because this is the foundation for me. Um, this is like what, this is the beginning of me in my recovery, you know, and I like the word manage. That word manage means to be in charge, to run, to head, to direct, to control, to lead. And when I'm trying to manage things, and I do, I try to manage things all the time, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's my go-to place. Um, that's why I have to read this every day, and I need to listen to you guys every day. And I don't have the power to not be a manager. Um, I, we're going to learn about surrender at depth, and that, that second surrender in abstinence being recovered is really where I am right now. And I love that word relieved. Um, that means no longer feeling distressed or anxious. That's why abstinence is my problem. Abstinence is my whole problem. I could get abstinent. I could never stay abstinent. I need to have that unity, that connection with the God that I find, you know, through these steps, through doing the steps in abstinence. And that chapter more about alcoholism, really digging into that chapter, using the podcasts available on our website has been so helpful to me to learn about all of the different perspectives of that chapter because I can't really get it all on my own just reading it on my own I really needed help with recovered fellows and that chapter is so important to me today as a recovered person because it's that that problem inside of me my constant thoughts uh, the fear the anxiety the critical thoughts of others the judgments um, the selfishness, the self-seeking, you know, all of that is what's driving me. And um, all that goes on, you know, even in abstinence, even being recovered. And that's why I need to continue to seek and have a deeper experience, you know, going through this process. It's not a one and done thing. And then, um, you know, it's really about being out of ideas. I know that there is no hope for me. There is no cure for me. Compulsive eating is a symptom, but that's not my problem. You know, we're going to learn about the greater problem, which is my selfishness in my mind. And when I'm thinking, when I'm thinking, um, it's not a good thing. But when I get recovered and in unity with my higher power, I do have the, the ability to think properly, but I have to always stay so connected to God. So with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Lisa. Um, we are... Um, reading uh, the big book on page 60, uh, starting with the second pa paragraph, which reads our description of the alcoholic. And we read through the A, B, and C ending in that God, God could and would if he were sought. And we are sharing on all of this. And so if you didn't share uh, Wednesday or Thursday and would like to share now, please give me your name. Maria F. Karen K. Mm -hmm. Loretta H. Pedro Barb W. I, 
One second. Brooke, um, Brooke Ann. One second. There was a, na a man between Loretta and Mora. Who was that? Pedro B. Pedro B. Pedro. Okay. Uh, somebody else after Mora B. I, I, I couldn't catch your name. Brooke Ann. Oh, two people came in at the same time. One is Brooke M. And Barb W. Okay, I'll tell you who I have. Um, I hope uh, I got all the names and initials right, but this is who I heard. Maria S., Karen K., Loretta H., Pedro B., Mora Z., Brooke M., and Barb W. Um, so we're going to start with Maria S., followed by Karen K. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Nessa, and thanks for your service. This is Maria F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from County Dublin in Ireland. And yeah, just reading this uh, chapter and thank God that I know today what my problem is because for a long time I didn't know what my problem was. I thought my problem was food um, yeah, and I just could not stop eating and I couldn't stop from starting. Um, and my life, yeah, absolutely unmanageable by me. And yeah, you know, Dr. Silkworth, he gives us a description of the alcoholic and, and then I get to identify in and build story. You know, I get that opportunity and and yeah, this, this chapter describes my, my disease, you know, and in uh, Bill's story, I get to see that I drank like Bill drank, you know. Um, I thought like Bill thought and I felt like Bill felt and I can certainly put my hand up to all three of those. Um, and this ABC, these three pertinent ideas, it tells me exactly what it is to be a compulsive overeater, that I have that allergy of the body and, and I certainly have the twist of the mind. And I cannot manage my own life. I'll never, ever be able to manage my own life. And I was always looking for the reason for this disease, you know, this illness that I had. And there is no reason. There is no explanation. Um, and, you know, I'm told, you know, that my problem is lack of power. So if it is lack of power, then I need a power. Because um, it tells me and be here that probably no human power could have relieved my compulsive overeating and beyond human age. Um, and I've no mental defense against the first one. You know, I need God. I need to be living in these steps. Um, and in C, I get the hope. I get the hope that God could and would if he were sought. And how do I do that? I do that in step three, you know. And the first three, two steps are, are the conclusions, the conclusions of my mind. And, and to get in my absolute gut that I'm a compulsive overeater. And then in step three, I get to turn my will and my life over to God and because I take the action you know, I have to take the action um, and and these steps they're what chip away at my self will and my ego you know because um, my problems in my thinking you know um, and I heard somebody say the other day on a podcast you know the consciousness that created the problem cannot be the same consciousness that solves the problem I need a transformation I need a whole new change in my thinking um, because I don't see the world as it is I see the world as I am. So how am I spiritually? And how am I keeping spiritually fit with God? And how am I grown? How am I grown in 10, 11, and 12? Because, you know, if I'm trying to maintain, I'm going to go backwards. You know, I'm going to end up back in the food. I have to be going forward and grown in these steps. And, and listen to all of you every day, as somebody else shared, because I have a built to forget her in everything. You know, I forget things very easy. So I need to hear the same things over and over again. And, 
and how we get to keep this alive is by bringing somebody else through these steps, you know, walking through these steps with an eye, compulsive overeater. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa. Thank you, Maria. Karen Kate, your turn next, and followed by Loretta H. Hello, Karen. Good morning, everybody, and uh, happy Friday. My name is Karen Kay, a recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits do not transfer. Every time I go through this part of the big book, I always find something new. And, um, you know, it was mentioned earlier about, you know, all these chapters leading up to um, this this part of the book. And we agnostics is so, is so important. I've had a new experience with reading the We Agnostics and writing down, highlighting what I thought was important, and then going through it again and highlighting what I didn't agree with, and then highlighting it again with a different color, what I believed in, what I thought was real for me. And that's where that step two is defining that higher power, relying on that higher power. What are the characteristics of that higher power? What do I believe? And do I behave the way I believe? And this is the part of it. Now, the part where it says for me that probably, a lot of people omit that word, probably. But before that, it says we stood at the turning point. We ask this care complete abandon. Give it all. Give it all to God. And the probably is this meeting. Because probably I know that God is working through all of you. I do not omit the probably, because God could and would if he were sought. What the problem could have happened is if the probably becomes my God, that's where, the, that's where it becomes a really big problem. And now I, I got to say I thank my sponsor for that, for pointing out the uh, probably, because what are the 10-step calls worth for? You know, I mean, I'm calling somebody, I'm calling a human, and God's going to work through them, and that's the probably that I rely on, you know, but I'm not dependent on it. Because sometimes I can't get somebody on the phone, and I need to give it to God. But the most important relationship is with my God of my understanding, or it was the God of my misunderstanding. And I'm just so learning so much from this 12-month course that I'm going through right now. Um, it's just incredible. It's blowing my mind. And um, it's so important to have that step two in, in place. Then we learn about in step three coming up about the relationship. Yes, it's good to pray it together, but it's best to meet God alone. With that, I will pass. Thank you, Karen. And uh, Loretta H., you're up, and next is Pedro B. Go ahead, Loretta. Good morning, Nessa, and everybody on this line who saves my life. I am Loretta H. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and with God's grace, I'm recovered today. Oh, wow. Um, if God were sought. I also, I'm a compulsive overeater, definitely, 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 but I'm also anorexic. And um, my disease actually wants me to eat my body instead of I overeat. And I was thinking about that this morning, 
And my binges, God was actually trying to save my life when I binged because I couldn't stay anorexic long enough without going to the opposite side. And I used to pray that God would stop that. Well, the only way he's going to stop that is if I work these steps with knowing what my problem is, which is double-sided. And somebody shared last week, it equals unmanageability of my life. And then that I am really insane because I actually am eating my body. So until I had a food plan established, and my first sponsor was a nutritionist that actually taught me how to eat, not be afraid of the food, then I could get to the solution, which, and then I could find a power greater than myself that could restore me to sanity. But until I realized actually what my problem was, and I know I'm a compulsive overeater, but I never identified the anorexic part where God was trying to save my life with every binge. And today, with God's grace, I eat my off my food plan, and I don't binge. And this has been going on one day at a time for 20 years. It's a miracle. But the constant, constant reminder, every single morning, I have to remember who I am. Because left to my own devices, my mind will bring me back there. Um, and back to, when I get something, problem arises, I do think about the um, starving because that's how I always solved all my problems. It started at four trying to solve my alcoholic home, and I wouldn't eat, and they would stop yelling at each other. So today, with God's grace, I have a structured solution, first in my God, and then in the steps that I work every single day. And I am so grateful because today I don't have to use food or not use food in any way. I just follow my food plan. I still text my food plan out after 20 years just to make me accountable and honest. Fine. And thank you. And with God's grace, today I'm safe because of you and my God. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Nessa. Thank you, Loretta. Um, Pedro B., it's your turn, followed by Mora Z. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Go ahead. Good morning, everybody. My name is Pedro B. I am a compulsive overeater from the city of San Bernardino, California. Thank you for being here for me. I'm really grateful to be working on day 60 of this new abstinence. Um, and I want to hang on to it with, with all my life. Anyways, um, if you're new, welcome. Welcome. Uh, this program works if you work it. Uh, it. It says our description of the alcoholic. In, in this case, our description of the compulsive overeater. You know, I had to look up. Uh, my sponsor used to have me look up words in the dictionary. And, and I looked up the word alcoholic in the dictionary. And what he said was addicted to alcohol. And, uh, and and if I translate that into compulsive eating, uh, what's a compulsive overeater? Somebody that eats compulsively, right? Somebody that's addicted to certain stuff. Somebody that's got uh, trigger foods, alcoholic foods that makes them, you know. Uh, the way my uh, sponsors uh, 
describe the disease of uh, compulsive overeating is is that I have an obsession of the mind and an allergy of the body, you know, and that's that's my that's my uh, my addiction to uh, certain food. Uh, yeah, in the chapter and after a personal adventure before and after three pertinent ideas, very important idea that we were alcoholic could not manage my own life. If I put in the present, I can only live in the present, right? I am in a comp- I am co- a compulsive overeater, and I cannot manage my own life. Uh, my self will almost kill me. And you know, I was listening to Joe and Charlie recently, and they were talking about there's only there's only two things you can do, Pedro. You can either do your will or you can do God's will. What's going to be your choice? And I'm so grateful that I choose to do to the best of my ability because I believe, you know. If, um, God, this says in the big book that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. So wouldn't that be God's will for me? If I could only align myself to God's will, I believe that God wants everything that's good for us, everything that's healthy for us, everything that's going to make us happy, joyous, and free. You know, uh, God doesn't want uh, negativity in my life. Uh, hopefully, one day at a time, I can abstain from negative thinking. No human power could have relieved my alcoholism, my compulsive overeating. Probably. Maybe some humans can help me, like you guys are helping me. God could and would if it was time. That means to me that I need to continue seeking this power that does not need my intelligence to direct my life. You know, um, I'm so grateful that, I, that that's clear today in my heart. You know, there's there's an intelligence in my life that does not need my thinking. Time. Thank you, Thank you very much. Everybody have a great weekend, and I'm really grateful to be here and be part of your recovery. Thank you. Thank you, Pedro. Uh, Maura Z, you're next, followed by Brooke M. Good morning, Maura. Good morning, Nessa. Thank you so very much for your service and uh, starting my timer. Excuse me. Step two, as we are ending up with step two, we're about to move into step three. Step two is all about hope. And that's something that I have been sorely lacking lately. But I dialed in this morning just in time to hear a dear friend remind me that it is through seeking a higher power, seeking God. That's how I work. That's how I get through this disease. And how do I seek him? I seek him by doing the work, doing the steps. And I seem to have this inside built-in forgetter that tells me that, well, as long as I'm not binging my ass off and I'm not doing other compulsive behaviors, I'm okay lie, denial, don't even know I'm lying to myself, lies, 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 how easily I have strayed because I did not continue to seek. That's what happens to me. I walk away. I get lazy. I get the efforts. I don't want to do this. You know, and I tell myself all these things of, well, I'm not binging and I'm not eating sugar. Thank you, dear God, for that as a fact. Um, But so I'm okay. Well, I'm not okay. I'm so far from okay, it isn't funny. Three pertinent pertinent 
ideas that I have to remember. And because I've got this disease of amnesia, I don't remember. I am a compulsive overeater and I cannot manage my own life. This is very evident in my life right now. Yes, things are going good. Yes, I signed a giant client the other day. This is wonderful. You know, you know, yes, I'm paying my bills. Thank you, dear God. But is the rest of my life manageable? No. No, it's not. That probably no human power could have relieved my compulsive overeater. Obviously, I've not been able to do that. Obviously, this group hasn't been able to do that because this group isn't God. That God could and would if he were sought. I stopped seeking. I turned my back. I walked away. And now I'm struggling again. Gee, is that a coincidence? No. That's the freaking algorithm. That's the truth here. I stop seeking and I start falling. I'm tired of falling. I'm so desperately tired of falling. So today I'm here and I'm grateful that you are as well. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Maura Z. Brooklyn, you're next, followed by Barb W. Hi, Brooke. Good, hi, good morning, Brooke M., compulsive overeater. Oh, my heart is racing since I put my name on the list to share, and that's always a good sign. God's telling me that um, it's time to open up. I love this vision for you, and it's been a long time since I've come on to a meeting. Um, I go to other meetings, but um, great to reconnect and hear the strong messages. And I came into this program um, about four years ago with a spiritual malady. Uh, the only thing I was seeking at that time was self. And part of that was um, hearing the promises, you know, happy, joyous, and free. I'm like, that's what I want, no matter what. I'm just going to say yes, 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 yes to all of the steps so that I can get what I want at the end. And I'll do what I'm told. And it was very rote. Um, it was, uh, you know, mechanical, really. I just, I'm a rule follower. So my will allowed me to become abstinent, but not abstinence in the spiritual sense, sense, but to, you know, adhere to a meal plan. And that's, that's what it was. Um, I had no um, spiritual background other than the religious visits to church. Um, and I, um, I just knew the only thing I did right, I feel, is that I just kept coming back. And um, today, four years later, I have a discipline um, that is bringing me closer to a God of my own understanding. And for a while, it was HP, and it was simply, okay, I want to work, I want to live to my highest potential. And I heard lots of messages today, you know, um, about um, letting go of being this just distorted thinking and the character defects, because really, uh, that is my problem. Food wasn't, because this disease for me centered in my mind. Um, And so through that, 
what I'm getting to is that um, by just keep coming back, so for anybody out there who's not ready, um, just keep coming back. Keep listening. Um, I have gained a sense each day closer and closer, and it will be for the rest of my life, um, towards becoming um, spiritually fit, um, recognizing that God has, and I say God now, before I never would say that, God has unconditional love for me. Time. For everybody, you know, but for me. And that's the most important thing is that I have an understanding of my own higher power. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Brooke. And Barb Dobby, you're taking us out. Please go ahead. Oh, my goodness. No pressure. This is Barb W., Illinois. Um, Gratefully recovered. The word that stuck out for me was if, like a pivot point. Prior to, well, my whole life, trying to manage my life, overworking, fill in the blank, fill fill me, fill up, fill uh, looking for other people to manage me, and then being angry when they do. It was a relief to read it in writing and see in print, like, and it was we, it wasn't just me that I can't manage. And there are other people that can't manage. Oh my goodness. And then probably no human power could have. It's like, oh, I wasn't created that way to do that. Oh, I didn't fail. I, I did, but I'm not designed to do that. And relief, just even seeing like relieved, is that even a possibility? And then God could and would if. Pivot point, pivot, pivot of a fork being put down and pivot of walking away from a bowl and pivot of putting my hand down from my mouth. If he were sought, if he were sought, just sought, seeking, sought. It doesn't say found at this point and it's a process. And he could what? Manage and relieve? Oh my goodness. Just that pivot. A pivot on a foot in a dance changes the whole trajectory. And that's how I feel what's happened with my life. And it's not my power that's done it. And I'm grateful to all of you on the line that make this meeting possible every day. And the people that I speak to on the phone. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Grateful today. Just pivot points. That big if. It's a big pivot. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barb W., and thank you to everybody who share. Please join us, for a se- join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Friday, May 28, 2021, is 17035. We will now close uh, with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, Megan P., would you please read our vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, this is Megan P., recovered today by God's grace. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.